0: Jesus is alive forever. Amen. Glory to God forever. To Him be all the praise and glory. The Lord God Almighty is one, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's the most wonderful, beautiful person in the universe. Humans were born to fellowship with Him. Amen. Heaven is filled with His presence and glory with the presence of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Lord, I bless those listening. I believe with them for their healing. I believe with them that You'll reveal Your glory to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Send out laborers, Lord, into the harvest fields in Australia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea. That's about 40 million people in those three countries. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Wonder in Reality. My name's Jim. Some new information to this podcast. Um, I want to share right away, in case someone only has time to listen to the to the first part of this message. Brief message. This series is an it's an evangelistic series with an emphasis on heaven, hell, and angels. A general. So, some some limited research um, has found, uh, I've found that Jesus spoke about, mentioned the word heaven in the Gospels more than a hundred times. He spoke about angels approximately 14 times. That's not exact, but it's close to that number. And then with, with He spoke about what will happen to unbelievers in, in eternity in the vicinity of 21 to 22 or 23 times, plus or minus 3 or 4. So again, that number's not exact either. But many times that He spoke about heaven, he used the phrase, kingdom of heaven, of course. And then other times, he mentioned heaven, you know, he... And, he, and it's probably more than, than, than the numbers that I saw because, you know, for example, he said, um, in my Father's house are many houses, many mansions. So there, he's speaking about heaven, but he didn't use the word heaven. And he, it's likely, it's much more than 100 times that he, many more times than 100 times that he referred to um, aspects of heaven and, and what's going on in heaven. For, for example, he spoke about his father often, many times, and of course we know that. Um, The Almighty God, His Father, is in heaven on the highest throne in the universe. And His, this is the, it's an eternal revelation that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all one. And that Jesus Christ is one with the Father, God Almighty. And that everything um, at the very heart of it, Jesus Christ is God. The Almighty God has raised Jesus Christ, and and um, to the to to be, well. He has given all things to Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus said, "All things that um, that the Father has are mine." You know. all Matthew 11:27 Jesus said all things have been delivered to me by my father. At the, at the very heart of it, the very it's it's the it's a glorious truth and revelation that Jesus Christ is God. Everything that he does is what the Father's doing. Everything that Jesus said is what the Father God Almighty is saying. Amen. And And let me add to this. I just heard a great man of God teach about the Holy Spirit and he points out that the Holy Spirit is of course God and that he is he's third in the in the the the, the trinity not because he is less but because of his work he's equal with the Father and with Jesus in glory and power and might and everything. Amen. He's, that's another eternal revelation and that's something if somebody goes directly to Him, the Holy Spirit will can and does reveal all these wonderful things directly to them. Amen. So if Jesus spoke about these three subjects, they are eternally important, of course. I want to keep this simple and and hone in on a, on a few things. Um I don't want to get into a you know, a debate about well, did Jesus speak more about heaven than hell or vice versa. I've heard a great man of God one time said that um, Jesus spoke more about hell than He did about heaven, which very well could be true if we really study the Gospels. Because kingdom of heaven... When I say more than 100 times, I'm counting the phrase kingdom of heaven, which that's... His main subject was the kingdom, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. and so it could be argued that he was not specifically speaking about heaven because he said the kingdom is here the kingdom is at hand it's you know he brought the kingdom of heaven to earth to to mankind when someone he even said that the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. He's referring there, I believe, to the Holy Spirit, to the presence of God, the presence of Jesus. And, and that's the answer. If somebody hears just one thing in this message, every, for every person in the world, the answer is the presence of Jesus. The, the glorious, wonderful, unspeakable beyond human words presence of Jesus Christ the whole and and he's the treasure it's it's somewhat hidden it is somewhat hidden from it's definitely hidden from from the unbelievers they cannot receive the things of God but even among believers it's still somewhat of a secret. It's somewhat um, there's many, many reasons for that. Part of that is that God hides because he um, he knows what's best for us. He knows in um, in hiding. Um, it's a wonderful. It's a mystery of the kingdom. Uh, the, the 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 truth that he hides, but. Part of it is, uh, <laughs> I'm referring a lot to gr- other great men of God and their teachings, but this w- great teaching that that a man of God presented is, is that when he hides, it's in seeking him that we lose our old nature. And that's how we find him. He knows what's best for us. He knows he also knows what's in someone's heart, but it's like He's testing someone and He's trying them. But it's when we seek Him and there's three realms of prayer, Jesus revealed, when we go into those realms and we lose our old nature, that's when we can experience His presence and glory. I mean, I give credit to this man of God who, t- who teaches that. How br- It's a brilliant teaching. Someone may ask, why does God hide? Why is it? That that's a continual, that's a, a, um, a recurring theme, in the life of Jesus Christ, as a man, in in our great and awesome God, He even says in Isaiah forty five fifteen, it, it says in Isaiah forty five fifteen, truly you are the God who hides Himself, O God of Israel, the Savior. Jesus Christ hid Himself. I mean, in numerous times from, uh, I mean. On the road to Emmaus, he was with two people for quite a while, and he hid himself. He, they didn't know they were with Jesus. Um, that's just one example. Many, many times he, but but today for us, the Holy Spirit is God. He is Jesus Christ. He hides. He's um, even when Jesus explained why He spoke in parables. Right after the foundational parable He explained, He said, um, to you it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it's not been given. And, he's, and He goes on to quote Isaiah, and it's a, it's a, a main theme in, in it, is is that in that Scripture is that God hides. Um, why i say all that one of the reasons is i want to repeat the wonderful presence of jesus is the answer and yet most people don't most people on the earth don't know that don't realize that and even we as believers sometimes we forget that and we miss that and we we all fall short of the glory of God and we all at times miss it but but every day we can his mercies are new and we can go to him amen and start over afresh every day amen briefly Jesus spoke about heaven often he spoke about angels as a, a, approximately 14 times possibly more or less than that it's wonderful things about angels some of the most epic things that he said involved angels. Angels were so closely involved in his life as a man from the moment, from the time from the announcement of his birth to um, several times, of course, in that in the announcement, in the um, even a multitude of angels in his temptation, his passion his uh, his resurrection an angel rolled the stone away angels were there at the tomb speaking to the people who came to the tomb uh, to, to on, on the Monday on the day after he um, the first day of the week after he had died and then in his ascension two angels were right there speaking to the people who saw him ascend to heaven I mean, Now, briefly about hell. I did some, some basic, limited research. And I have found 21 times that Jesus spoke about what will happen and where unbelievers will be for, for eternity. Now, the numbers I'm going to present are not exact. But they're pretty close, and this is cover- This is from the four Gospels. He spoke about. Um, s- these are from um, from the four Gospels. So twenty-one times, approximately eight times, he used the word hell and one of those eight he said it's it's in the new king james it's hades which also could be translated hell also he spoke about fire in various ways approximately 10 times so that's 18 of the 21 People may say 21 times. How did he say? It? Okay, well, 18 of them are those, and then the other three he spoke about destruction twice and place of torment once. So that that's a, that's approximately the the 21 t- times that I'm that I'm referring to. And now there's surely there's more than that and i actually it could be 23 but i'm 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 limiting i'm i'm just want to focus on these 21 times and some new things i want to present if anyone wonders why i mean if The bottom line is, if if Jesus spoke about hell just one time, it's eternally important. And now, some uh, some other, in addition to to that new information, what I'm about to share, I've never shared in this podcast. I've never, um, in all the years of this podcast. But. He also he spoke about he he these twenty one times. Um, basically, he spoke about what will happen to unbelievers for eternity, in a variety of ways, and contexts, and even in a variety of parables. With. And a variety of descriptive terms, some general, and some very specific. And it's in a, um, it crosses all four gospels. So the reason I say all that is, this is not just one you know, here and there or one time. I mean, it's it's a pervasive theme. if we look collectively at Jesus' teachings, at His parables, at His um, allegories, His metaphors, and His similes. That's the, Jesus spoke to the public, we know, in parables. He also, though, spoke in allegories. That's primarily in, in John. And with metaphors and similes. And using very, again, very descriptive, specific descriptions of hell, such as wailing and gnashing of teeth, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Those are, are actually... Um, I'm not including in that list, in that 21, group of 21, I'm not including wailing and gnashing of teeth, or the worms that he spoke about. So um, we could add those. If we added those, it would be let's see, that's that would be 26 times, but I don't want I just want to focus on these 21. So these are primarily in Matthew chapters 5, 7, 13 and chapters 25. Also in Luke, uh, in in Matthew, in Mark, chapter 9, that's where he spoke about the the worm does not die, the fire is not quenched. And he he spoke about hell, I believe, three times in that chapter. Um, In Luke, Luke has the parable of the rich man Lazarus. And then also, in the Gospel of John, even though the Gospel of John is very unique and is It's in the true vine passage. It's twice. So that he... Now here's another thing. I say a variety of parables because some of these are in um, the parable of the wheat and the tares, which it could be argued that that's one of the um, that it's a, a, a very important parable and, and it could be... Our, every parable is important, right? And they're all equally... They're all important. I don't want to... Um, but because the parable of the sower is the foundational parable of all of them and that's revealed that's the parable itself and the explanation in are in Matthew 13 but the fact that it's the foundational parable is actually Jesus revealed that it's in the gospel of Mark but the wheat and the tares is the second it's it could be argued i could be wrong but it could be argued that it's it's a also a foundational parable. And the reason I say that is it's the second parable. It comes right after the parable of the sower. It comes right after the the explanation uh, of when Jesus explained why He spoke in parables and He quoted Isaiah and so forth. That's, That's a foundational portion as well because he explained why he spoke in parables and so forth. And also it's the it's the only parable as far as I know where Jesus gave a full explanation of it. So the parable of the wheat and tares also the, the, the parables of the sower and the wheat and the tares as far as I know those are the only two parables that have full explanations and in that parable the wheat and the tares he spoke about the furnace of fire twice and wailing and gnashing of teeth he actually mentioned fire three times in that i believe it's in the um, in the explanation and then he also he said wailing and gnashing of teeth twice okay but also he spoke in 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 a completely different type of parable the parable of the rich man and Lazarus is Jesus said flame and he said Hades and he said place of torment now what's you un- it's a very unique parable right the parable of the rich man and Lazarus it's it's a it's um it's only in one place in Luke, I believe it's chapter. Well, it, it's in Luke, um, I believe chapter 15. I could be wrong about that. It's it's a standalone parable. It's the only parable where um, in, a, a, about two people, one who ended up in paradise, one in hell, um, with descriptive language, and and uh, descriptive about hell and what's happening to the person. And Jesus is actually saying what the rich man said. It's Jesus' words, but he's quoting this rich man who was in Hades in, in torment, in flame, in this flame. And I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe it's a true story. And that it represents, it also represents possibly billions of other stories like that of people who were doing fine on the earth but ended up in hell. And then people who were suffering and on the earth but ended up in paradise or heaven. I mean, it's just the the importance of parables is beyond our comprehension. And it, he, he Jesus speaks about hell, about fire, about Hades, about place of torment then in the Gospel of John, the true vine passage, totally different type of... of it's really an allegory. Which is basically using something... Uh, an allegory is basically a story, poem, or a picture that reveals a truth. And so when Jesus in John 15 it's the very famous the true vine passage that's an allegory he's using the vine a a, tr- a tree with brand branches to reveal these truths and he said such bran- the branches that don't bear fruit are picked up thrown into the fire and burned so so people may wonder why in this podcast am I speaking about hell why am I well if Jesus spoke about hell it's it's so important we it's beyond our comprehension um, and, and again I wanted to share this new information that it's so key that he spoke about it in, in so many different contexts and another one is uh, in Matthew 25 an epic you know it, it the, the title that the humans added to this portion at least in my one of my versions of the bible it says that when the son of man will judge the nations this is when Jesus judges the nations and judges he specifically speaks about that's when he he said it's twice in that that he spoke about fire um Well, once about fire and then once about everlasting destruction. Um, But he specifically, one of the most famous times, he said the eternal, called it the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And that's a standalone, I think that's the only time that he actually said that phrase. I say all this, two things. Number one, if any, if someone is not saved, just receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He's the wonderful, glorious Savior. He gives eternal life and someone can live forever in heaven and avoid hell. Amen. If for a believer, um, I want to build hunger in, in believers. I want to build you up in your most holy faith. And, and much more than that. Thank you to our partners. Um, great things are happening. We've got new listeners of this podcast basically every day. Please pray, we, there's been some technical issues with the podcast also uh, several days ago with the websites, but please pray that those get worked out. And I want to pray for listeners. These are basically in the last three days there have been listeners in the last 30 days from more than 50 countries of this podcast but Lord bless the listeners just in the last um, all the listeners but specifically in the last three days in Moscow, Russia Cairo, Egypt Istanbul, Turkey Dhaka, Bangladesh. In Africa, more than one listener in Accra, Ghana, a great nation with many, many great men and women of God there, as as all African nations are, African countries are. Um, In Abuja, Nigeria, in Singapore, in San Cristobal, Dominican Republic, in Canada, in Belleville, Canada, Toronto, in the U.S., from Florida to Washington State to California to New York, New Jersey, many states in the U.S. Um, Bless the listeners, Lord, in Florida, in Tennessee, Virginia, in North Bergen, New Jersey, in New York City, in Lancaster, Ohio, in Chicago and Berwyn, Illinois, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, In Dallas and in Richardson, Texas. In Mesa, Arizona. In Los Angeles. In Hayward, California. and Lodi, California. In Oregon. In Seattle, Washington. Also, I did not mention Europe. We had uh, several days ago, there were listeners in seven countries in Europe. So bless Europe as, as Lord and, and including Dublin, Ireland, the UK, and uh, the listeners that this is not in the last three days, but those listeners in Europe, it was in um, Denmark, the Netherlands, Germany, frequent listeners from Ger- in Germany, in France, Switzerland, Poland and and other countries. Um, Amen. Thank You, Lord, for everything. Thank You for saving us, for coming to the earth, living like us, dying for us, saving us, giving us eternal life. For those who are already saved, if they haven't, been filled with the Holy Spirit. Give them that wonderful experience. Reveal Your glory to them in Jesus' name, Amen. For those who are not saved, save them gloriously. Briefly, as I mentioned the other day, I want to do at least one message about the fire of God. But just a preview, here's just one thing. Remember John the Baptist said, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. It could be that what uh, that he's referring to something there that's an eternal revelation. Everything about our great God is that same thing—an eternal revelation—and everything is also simple. It could be that he's referring, when he says the Holy Spirit, when he said the Holy Spirit, he's, that, that, that he's referring to, again, let me emphasize, it could be, that he's referring to the wonderful presence of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And then the fire is the power of God. Because in these, Modern times, great uh, specifically, a great man of God teaches about that, and it's right there in the Bible. The presence of Jesus is with us all the time, amen. When someone's saved, they have the glorious presence of Jesus within them, in them, all the time, for eternity, amen their spirit person's alive because of God's divine power and it's that presence of Jesus that's there all the time. Um, The power of God comes upon us for service. And that's in Luke 4 verses 18 and 19. That's a specific when Jesus said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's the power of God. He was baptized, we know. and, And... he associated with sinners, even though he's God, that's when he, you know, even though he's God, he was fully man. And so he was baptized, even John the Baptist said, wait, I can't, I shouldn't baptize you. (laughs) Jesus said, permit it to be so for now. Okay, and then went on to say more about that. but. that represents the presence of God in his life even though he's God but then when in Luke 4 when he said the spirit of the Lord's upon me that's the power of God that's still the same wonderful holy spirit and so that could be what John the Baptist is speaking about there wonderful so glorious the, the fire of God you know is his glory so john the baptist could have been speaking about his presence and then with the fire his glory both are the it's the same holy spirit and the same anointing god set up the, the perfect plan isn't that i mean it's so glorious this is something that we should celebrate it's simple. It's wonderful. It's, it's not complicated. It's, it's the perfect plan. Even of this man of God who teaches about the presence of God and the, pow- the presence of Jesus and the power of God, he said the power of God, we couldn't handle it if it stayed on us all the time. We, would be, we, it's, it's, we, we, we wouldn't be able to handle it but it comes for service and 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 Jesus explained I believe it's it's it could be seven wonderful results that happen from that power of God. Amen. The first one, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. That's really the first one, the anointing. Second, to preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. To the to the poor in spirit. Well, thank you for listening. Please visit wonderreality.org and blessings.